Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a great episode for you today. In this episode, I will be reviewing all five seasons of Cobra Kai. And here's the slightly tricky thing. My season one review, which will come first, obviously, is a non-spoiler review. And I kind of give my thoughts on the show, you know, seasons one through four a little bit in that review and just how I feel about the show overall. So the season one review is non-spoilers. And everything after that, except for season five, is just completely spoilers. So I don't necessarily know how I'm going to do that, telling people to like skip ahead or anything, because if I put in an audio file to tell people to skip ahead, it's going to change the time to skip ahead to, if that makes sense. So don't necessarily know how to do that. But this this episode is basically for the Cobra Kai fans who have seen every season and for some of the Cobra Kai fans out there who have not seen the fifth season yet, that review has a non-spoiler and spoiler segment. There's a lot of spoilers to talk about with this fifth season, for sure. But uh, yeah, just a little little, little note before I get started with everything there. And also, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is just an audio compilation of my videos from YouTube. So if you want to get these reviews earlier and get to see my beautiful, not so beautiful face, I'll be honest, um, yeah, head over to my YouTube channel. I always recommend going to my Instagram because I don't have a custom URL for my YouTube channel yet. Um, so go to my Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. Link in the bio should take you where you need to go. And the uh, the handle is the same for my Facebook as well, which I use Instagram more than Facebook. But if you want to follow me there, that's cool too. But uh yeah, going to be reviewing all five seasons of Cobra Kai, one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite of all time, and Karate Kid is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm sure I'll talk about that in plenty of my reviews, but uh, yeah, before I get into anything, I do have to thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus, as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those, so that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So season one of Cobra Kai, which actually did not start off on Netflix. It started off on what I believe used to be called YouTube Red, which is basically YouTube subscription service, which is now YouTube Premium, where they don't do as much original content anymore. So it's mainly just YouTube Premium at this point. It's just no ads on your videos. But 
yeah, they don't really do a whole lot of original content like they did back in 2018, which is when this show came out. And I believe the first two seasons started off on YouTube Red, and then it got picked up by Netflix in like 2020, I believe. That's at least when season three came out, I believe. Um, it was either that or 2021. I think it might be 2021, actually. But uh, yeah, I do love this show. It is the spinoff of the original Karate Kid series. No, not the one with Jaden Smith. However, the show is produced or at least like executive produced by Will Smith, which uh, actually explains a lot now looking back on it. But um, yeah, it's created for television, created by uh, Josh Held, hopefully I'm saying that right, Hayden Schlossenberg and John Hurwitz. Definitely want to interview one of those dudes eventually and talk about Cobra Kai because I love this show. I love the original Karate Kid series, uh, the original trilogy, I should say. Um, I mean, I do like the first one more than the second and third, obviously, more than the, the Jaden Smith one. And I didn't see the one with uh, Hilary Swank, but I probably got to watch that at some point just to say that I've seen it. Um, I'm really wondering if they're going to bring her character in, but that's a topic for another day. As for right now, we are talking about season one, which, as I said, started off on YouTube Red. I don't think it got as, I mean, I think it got good traction being on YouTube, but obviously nothing compared to what it is now on Netflix. And uh, the first two seasons are crazy, for sure. If you're a diehard, like, Karate Kid fan, these first two seasons you're absolutely going to love. And uh, going forward, you may or may not like it. That's just kind of how I see it, because at times this show very much becomes a soap opera. So, I, soap opera. Yeah, is that how I talk now? Uh, it's very much a soap opera. So much, in fact, that the character Samantha, played by Mary Mauser, literally has a line in this first season where she's like, I know, it sounds like a soap opera. And the dude's like, oh, no, not at all. I can relate. And I'm just like, yeah, it sounds exactly like a soap opera because that's what this show is at times, at least with the, the kid characters. And a little bit with Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, which, by the way, Ralph Macchio returning as Daniel LaRusso and William Zabka returning as Johnny Lawrence from the original film. Uh, as for Daniel LaRusso, original films. Um, and I love seeing these two. We get moments of them fighting, moments of them bonding. You see that they're really not as different as they really thought. And I love those moments of... You know, uh, uh, Johnny, he grew up very rich. Daniel grew up very poor. However, Daniel didn't have a dad, and Johnny had a dad, but it was a stepdad, and he was a piece of shit. So, I don't know. Th there's different things they can relate to, and also, you know, they found kind of a father figure and a karate mentor, uh, a sensei. So, similar paths there, for sure. They each had to deal with their own triumphs, and, I mean... You, in this movie, or not movie, in this show, like, you feel a lot more for uh, Johnny's character. You actually care about him, even though he starts off as just being a really terrible dude. Like, just the most bummy person you've ever seen. Uh, you know, waking up in the morning, drinking a, a beer that's just been sitting there all night, spitting it out. And then he's like, eh, fuck it. And then he just chugs the thing. He's a drunk. He drives drunk. He, uh, he's definitely not very PC. Um, let me see here. There's, there's a line in this show where, uh, he's like, we, are you one of those challenge kids? And he's like, well, the doctor said I might be on the spectrum. He's like, well, I don't know what that is, but get off of it pronto. And I'm just like, Oh God. And then, and then, um, 
Miguel's character, played by Shelo Maradona, um, who's going to be playing Blue Beetle for DC soon. Hopefully that movie doesn't get canceled like Batgirl. But, um, you know, he's talking about uh, genderization and stuff like that. And Johnny has no idea what he's talking about. I mean, this is coming from the guy who has no idea what Facebook is up until a certain point in this first season. So he's very much a dude stuck in the 80s. And you can tell he's the kind of guy that very much peaked in high school. Um, I haven't even looked at my notes yet, which I do have a lot of. But, I mean, I've watched this first season so many times it almost feels like I don't even need it. This, I don't know, I can't remember for sure. Out of all the seasons, is this my favorite? Possibly, I don't know, but I'm going to have to rewatch those other seasons to see how I completely feel. It might even do a, a ranking for all the seasons and see which one I like the best and which one I like the worst. Um, so far, with all the seasons that I've watched, I don't think I've disliked a single season. Just disliked certain things that they do. I mean, there's things in here where it's just like, if these characters talked it out, they'd see they're not different and, and that... Uh, you know, most of the stuff that happens in the show is a misunderstanding until you get into the crazy aspects of bringing in Terry Silver and uh, and John Kreese, which they don't do in this season, really. Um, spoiler alert, end of the season, John Kreese comes in. I mean, it's been out since 2018. I know that's not that long, but most people at this point have watched it and kind of know the deal. And they've seen trailers and whatnot. They've seen John Kreese, so uh, and they might not know who he is. Which, if you don't, definitely go rewatch or not rewatch, but go and watch the original Karate Kid at least. Because since Cobra Kai is one of my favorite shows, that must mean that the original Karate Kid is one of my favorite movies. Is that true? Absolutely. Probably at least in my top 10, if not my top 5 favorite movies of all time. Even though I wasn't born in the 80s, it gives me a lot of nostalgia. And it's something I didn't really watch as a kid. I think the first Karate Kid movie I watched was the Jaden Smith one. I could be wrong, I might have seen bits and pieces of the original as a kid, but something about that movie just always gets me pumped. I love the characters, and I just, ugh. And then this show just honestly makes it even better, just knowing where they go in their lives, and just seeing how it all comes together, and I really appreciate that, because uh, a lot of this is fan service, especially in this first season. There's a lot of callbacks and little Easter eggs. A lot of them are on the nose, but most of them work for me, just because... <laughs> I love Karate Kid, so like, you know, when Sam and, and Miguel go to golf and stuff, um, you know, they're playing the Young Hearts Beat Fast, and that's exactly the same song that was playing when Daniel went on the date with Allie at the same place, and then you get like, uh, oh, let me see if I wrote anything down here in terms of like some of the specific, uh, I don't think I wrote any specific like little Easter eggs down, but there's there's definitely a lot of callbacks and stuff to the original. And sorry if you see me doing that. I'm not wiping my nose. It's just really itchy right now for some reason. Um, but so many, so many callbacks to the first season. Oh, yeah, one that I can think of right now. Miguel's like washing windows or whatever at Cobra Kai. And he's like talking to Johnny. He's like, is there any particular way you want me to do this? And he's like, ah, no, I don't give a shit. Just do it. Do whatever's easiest. And that's a callback to Mr. Miyagi doing the whole, you know, wax on, wax off there. He's like, any particular way you want me to clean this? He's like, nah, I don't give a shit. Just seeing how different his tactics from not only Daniel's tactics, but Mr. Miyagi's tactics and, you know, his own sensei's tactics as well. Just to see how he teaches and, and his style. I like it. Um, 
And then we get to see a little bit of Daniel doing some karate in here too. And you get to see those classic tactics of him like, you know, doing the wax on, wax off, the windows, like instead of the painting the fence, it's windows. Um, so like you, you see him training people with that method that Mr. Miyagi used, but kind of in his own way as well. And that's the kind of stuff I really like too. I'm not going to get into too specifics on who he's training or anything like that in case you haven't seen this first season because I highly recommend people go check this out. I even spoiled too much with the whole John Kreese thing because, spoiler alert, but he's supposed to be dead in this first season. But, you know, he's a supervillain. Let's be honest. John Kreese was always a supervillain, especially in that third Karate Kid movie when they brought in Terry Silver. And that's when the the movies kind of got cartoony and that's what they're kind of doing with the fifth season kind of did it with the fourth season so it has me a little bit worried that the show is getting overly cartoony and overly soap opera-y I know that's not a word but um I, I do have my reservations and my my I wouldn't necessarily say fears but my uh you know what I mean I have my my things that make me nervous going into this fifth season because they still have plans for maybe like three, four more seasons. And I'm just like, how far are you going to go with this? Because at a certain point, things are just going to get overly cartoony and I'm, I'm really worried about it, but Hey, I will have faith in the creators and the writers and all that kind of stuff and just hope that they do something good. I'm sure they will. Uh, but let me talk about some other cast members in here. We have Ralph Macchio, obviously, as I said before, as Daniel Russo, and he's in a different kind of situation now. In the first movie, you know, he was the underdog, he was poor and all that. Now, he's pretty rich. He's balling. He it lives in a nice house, has a beautiful wife, played by, uh, uh, let me see, where's her name? I thought I had it on here. Bear with me. I guess I don't. Shoot. I really thought I had her on here, but I guess I don't. Um, did I write it down on here? Nope, I don't think so. Bear with me. I like to credit people. Uh, I think it might be in this notebook as I drop all my paper here. Um, yes, I do. Courtney Hengeller, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Amanda LaRusso. Um... Yeah, she's she's beautiful for sure. Lucky to have a wife like that. Um, and she, I mean, we don't see a whole lot of it in this season, but she is a certified badass. I mean, I, I love her character. I think she's great. She kind of keeps uh, uh, Daniel and Johnny kind of on the straightened path and makes sure they don't butt heads too much. And whenever they start to, she's just like, are you two going to fucking grow up and stop acting like, you know children like in high school like you did literally in the first movie are you gonna stop doing that now um yeah i mean she she's kind of the voice of reason so i really like her there uh we have shola meriduina meriduina try not to butcher names here uh as miguel diaz as i said before and he is the first student in the new cobra kai run by johnny lawrence and i really like his character a lot of parallels with his character and Daniel's character, actually. Um, in fact, the place that he lives is a lot like Daniel's old place that he lived in in the first Karate Kid film. And that's also where Johnny lives as well. And that's how he meets uh, That's how he meets Miguel. So kind of funny to see 
you know, uh, uh, maybe not funny, but ironic to see Johnny go from a rich house to a poor house, a lot like Daniel's house in the first movie, and then Daniel to go from a poor house to a rich house. Um, so yeah, you just kind of the parallels there. I can appreciate that. Uh, we have Tanner Buchanan as Robbie Keane. I'm not going to talk too much about his character here. Um, I might talk about it more when I talk about the other seasons because he is a pretty big character. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it here because I want you guys, in case you haven't seen it, to uh, kind of find out who he is for yourself. But we have Mary Mauser, as I said before, as Samantha LaRusso, the daughter to Daniel LaRusso, obviously. Uh, we have Griffin Santo. Santa Pedro, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Anthony LaRusso, which he doesn't really have a huge part in this first season, but he kind of does going forward, mainly in season four is when they really start to focus on his character a little bit more, but um, gotta have all the can't talk LaRusso's there. Uh, who else do we have in here? Um, we got Jacob Bertrand as Eli Moskowitz slash Hawk. Uh, He's a character you kind of love to hate in seasons going forward, but any character in here that you hate at any point usually has some sort of an arc to make you like them again. So kind of go back and forth on his character. We also have Gianni DeCenzo as Dimitri Alexopoulos. Probably saying that wrong. Um, he's kind of an annoying character in this first season. He becomes a little bit better over the few coming seasons but a little annoying here a little bit of a perv not gonna lie uh but he has some funny moments here and there so uh let me see here nicole brown as aisha robinson very great character um i think her character left the show or like the actress left the show after season two maybe three and then kind of had a little cameo in season four um which I hope they bring her back. She's a really great character in this season and the next season. You know, with these Cobra Kai kids, she she is the second student to Cobra Kai. And with some of them, like, they're, you can see they're good kids. They just had really bad shit that they had to deal with at school in terms of, like, bullying and stuff and just some of their backgrounds. And you root for them, at, but at the same time, they do some things that are just so brutal where you're just like, that's not how you should have held that, but... You know, your mind is kind of being poisoned by this alpha, alpha male sensei right now. I mean, the way Johnny Lawrence is right now, it's it's a pretty toxic environment. And it's it's making these kids' heads filled with delusions of just, oh, I can fight my way out of anything. And we kind of see more of that going forward in the coming seasons. But, um, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Rubio as Carmen Diaz, the mother to Miguel Diaz, which... Doesn't play a huge part in this season, but going forward, she is a very prominent character, and I very much like her. Uh, she seems very nice. Uh, the actress is very good as her, too. Uh, Hannah Kemple as Moon. We got Annalisa Cochran as Yasmin, two kind of mean girls at the school that Samantha kind of gets intertwined with and starts hanging out with. Uh, let me see here. We have Joe Seo as Kyler Park. Uh, kind of the bully to Miguel Diaz at the start of this show. Um, let me see here. Nathaniel O as Nathaniel, one of the other Cobra Kai students. We got uh, Brett Ernst as Louis LaRusso Jr., the cousin, I believe, to Daniel LaRusso and also works at his uh, auto shop that he owns. Uh, we got Dam, Dam. We got Dan 
Hadoot, Adoot, hopefully I'm saying that right, probably not, as a noosh, another person that works at the dealership, he is a very interesting character in this first season, kind of fun, I don't know, um, and then Rosa, or Rose Bianco as Grandma Rosa, the grandma to Miguel Diaz, uh, we had Randy Heller as Lucille Ru LaRusso, uh, which is the original actress from the first movie, that is the mother to Dan Daniel, Ru can't freaking talk right now, Daniel LaRusso, um, yeah, she's great. I loved seeing her again, and I believe we see her again in the next few seasons or so. I think she shows up more than once, so always good to see familiar faces like that. And last, but certainly not least, at least for the actor, not the character, is Ed Asner, Edward Asner, uh, the late great Ed Asner, who has done so many voices for Disney, Pixar, all that sort of stuff. Um, he plays Sid Weinberg, hopefully I'm saying that right, which is the asshole stepfather of Johnny Lawrence. Um, and he plays an asshole very well, that's for sure. There's pretty much the whole main cast of the first season of Cobra Kai. Uh, a lot of great players here. Um, I say players like, you know, it's a sports team, but hey, a lot of, a lot of great actors in here, uh, a lot of newer actors, and I think a lot of these people absolutely kill it. Some of them, you know, uh, I mean, you know, they're still kind of kids, so it's not like A++ acting. Plus, with some of the writing, it's a little on the nose and kind of like that typical writing where it's just like, I don't know, um, kind of like a Thanos line in a way. It's like, oh, destiny has arrived, or should I say I, I have, or whatever. Like, it's those kinds of lines, those cheesy kind of lines, but at the same time, it works so well for the show that it's in because even though this is like a modern show, it still kind of feels like an 80s show in a way, so just with like updated technology and whatnot. So, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's cheesy fun. And that's what I kind of enjoy about it at most points here. But uh, let me look at some of my notes. I'm not gonna go on for too much longer because I've already been talking for quite a bit. Um, but yeah, some notes here. Johnny is the prime example of why you shouldn't drink. Absolutely. Uh, lots of subtle, not so subtle nods to the films. Since I love the films, I don't mind them at all. Even with the more obvious Easter eggs. Um, let me see here. I can literally quote some of these lines from the first season. All right, there's this is the line from the first season that I absolutely love. It's hilarious, and I can say it, like, while Johnny is saying it during the show, not even with captions on or anything. He's, uh, he's talking to his boss, and, uh, he was dealing with kind of a Karen customer, and he's like, no, 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 I didn't say she was a bitch. I said she was bitching at me. And then he pauses for a minute because the dude on the phone saying something, and he's like, you're firing me because of that bitch. And I love that line. That's just perfect for how Johnny is in this first season, at least. He starts to grow over seasons and, and become a little more respectful towards women, more respectful towards people in general. Even in this season, he has a little bit of growth, which is always important. You got to have character, de uh, character development, character growth, and a story arc for these people. Otherwise, you don't really care. And they make you care. So that's great. Um, let me see here. I already said that earlier. Um, there's some notes that I accidentally put in here that I did not mean to. Uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, I already talked about the wax on wax off kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think I already said this, but people fail to remember this is pro executive produced by Will Smith, which as I said, I believe I said this in the beginning, makes a lot of sense pre-slap or post-slap, I should say. Um, 
We see here a lot of great transitions in this show, kind of going back and forth between Johnny and Daniel, and they do really cool transitions with that. It has a lot of a lot of spice, a lot of flavor to it, which I appreciate. Um, and then there, this is what I'll end on. Johnny Lawrence, he might be a drunk, he might be an alcoholic, he might be a bad example for example for children. He might drive drunk, he might go to jail, he might fight kids, like literally assault minors. But at the end of the day, this is the thing that makes him not completely shitty. This is an actual line here. He's talking to Miguel about like a date or whatever, or like asking a girl on a date. And he's like, don't take no for an answer. He's like, oh, you kind of have to. And he's like, well, yeah, if you're getting physical, no means no. So it shows that Johnny's not completely shitty because, I mean, look at that. I mean, at least he has some morals. Um, so, yeah, I'll end on that. Very long review for this first season, but I always have a lot to say about Cobra Kai because it is one of my favorite shows. I wish I could have found my Cobra Kai shirt, but uh, no idea where that is at the moment. Great show, and uh, if, you, if you have not watched it, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. All five seasons are out, and uh, if you have not watched the original Karate Kid, at least watch the original one before watching this show, and then by like season three, I would say watch the other two Karate Kid films just to know certain things, um, just to be filled in. So yeah, there you go. And if you have seen it, tell me what you think. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you in the middle? I love this show. So anybody who says otherwise, I'm sorry, but I just do not agree with you. I can understand where you're coming from with certain soap opera slash cheesy moments. But uh, for me personally, being a diehard fan of that original film, there's a lot here for me. So uh yeah, uh, leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will be back in the next episode, most likely to review season two. So I will see you then. All right, so Cobra Kai season two came out in 2019. This was still in the phase of this show being under the YouTube Red subscription, which is basically like the streaming service YouTube used to have before they just said YouTube Premium. So this show started off the first two seasons being on YouTube Red and then got picked up by Netflix around 2020 and then the third season came out around 2021 and I will tell you right now if you have not seen this season there's a really huge cliffhanger and people had to wait two years to see what happened after that and um, I'll be honest they kind of resolved it pretty quickly in the third season but hey it's, it's still a cliffhanger that left a lot of people speechless and a lot of people had to wait. Me personally, did I have to wait? I don't know for sure. I, don't, I probably didn't have to wait long because I can't remember if the first two seasons got put on Netflix like when they bought it and then like the third season came out after. I think that's probably how it was and then I watched it not long after it got put on Netflix. So I think I had to wait a little bit but not as long as some people that actually kept up with it when it really came out on YouTube Red. Um, this is a great season. I really love the first season of this show. And this season, I think, is just as good. I don't know if I would call it better, but there are a lot of aspects in this season that just kind of build upon what the first one did. And just makes me really appreciate the setup. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into two specifics here. Yes, this is a season two review. Who would click on this if they haven't seen the second season? So maybe I'll get into some spoiler territory um, in a little bit here, but as for right now, just the, my regular review, um, had a lot of fun with this one. 
this season makes this show more of a soap opera than it ever was in the first one. And, um, I mean, there's love triangles and shit like that. I, I could give less of a shit about the love triangles between, like, you know, Sam and Robbie and, and Miguel and, uh, and, uh, uh, what's her face, Tori. By the way, Tori, um, yeah, this is basically just a spoiler discussion, I guess you could say. This is more for the people that have actually watched Cobra Kai, um, because, like, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, why are you clicking on a season two review? I don't know. But, like, I fucking hate Tori for the most part. She has some, like, maybe not redeeming qualities, but things you can, like, I don't know, kind of understand her situation and kind of feel for her in, I think, season three. I think they do a little bit there and then a lot in season four. Um, but, yeah, I hate her in the season so much. She's just, and I hate what calling women this I hate calling people this in general but she is such a bitch and that's honestly the word she uses for Samantha I'm just like have you looked in the mirror like you are such a nasty person like you're constantly just doing terrible shit and uh making bad decisions and I'm just like how are we supposed to you know sympathize with this character whatsoever and the answer is I don't not in this season at least and it took me quite a while to actually come around with her character, to fully accept her as the person that she is. And she has an arc and whatnot, so I can appreciate that. But as for this season alone, she just seems to be just the worst human being. And uh, yeah, especially by the end there with everything that went down in the school. And I hate to say this on YouTube because I know they're strict about certain stuff, but she literally gave off school shooter vibes by grabbing the microphone for the, um, you know, the PA system or whatever it's called and literally calls out Samantha says, you know, I'm coming for you, bitch. Like that's some straight up school shooter shit. And then you have all these other Cobra guys that are just starting fights and stuff like that. Honestly, in my opinion, the Miyagi-Dos were just pretty much defending themselves, except for like maybe Nathaniel. Nathaniel was just being, you know, he was he was still kind of under the mindset of Cobra Kai. I like that moment he has in this season where he's like uh, in Miyagi-Do. And he's like, what's the first rule of karate? And he's like, strike, fire, strike, hard, no mercy, sir. And he's just like, no, oh my God, you've been so brainwashed. Um, which honestly, they kind of have. And I don't fully blame Johnny. I don't know. Johnny's still kind of figuring things out himself. And then the whole, you know, introduction of Crease into this season. Um, granted, you know, in the last season, in the very end, we got the introduction of that. But they really just replayed that again in the beginning of this season. So that doesn't really completely matter too much. I'll consider this the real introduction of his character to the show. And Crease um, is straight up like a cartoon villain in this, this season for sure. And I know he becomes more of a cartoon villain as the seasons go on. And then Terry Silver comes in and so on and so forth. It becomes straight up just like, almost like a Marvel movie. <laughs> I mean, you got like these actual, you know, there's, there's people in these situations like Miguel. I mean, I'm already kind of getting ahead of myself in terms of seasons and whatnot. But, you know, like, it just gets so crazy to the point, you know what, I'll save it for another review because I'm going to be talking about the other seasons, which, by the way, I'm not going to probably get to the other ones as quickly. I don't know for sure, uh, just because I have work and whatnot. So I had the last couple of days off and I binged the first two seasons at least. So I had the time to do it. But as for the next few days or so, I'm not really sure. 
Also, I need to watch the uh, first two Clerks movies in preparation for the third coming out on Thursday, I believe. So there's other things I need to watch. So the like season three, four, and five uh, reviews might be a little postponed, but uh, we'll see how quickly I can get through it. But I'm sticking with it because I love this show and I want to put these reviews out for it. And also, I really want to watch season five. So we will get to it eventually, but uh won't take me too long, honestly. But yeah, let me look at some of my notes here. Um, no All-Valley Tournament this season. The big final thing that happens in the finale is the whole school fight. And honestly, I don't think anything Cobra Kai has done since that school fight has really topped that said school fight. Um, but you know, they're trying. We'll see how season five does. I think we're going to get some cool moments with Chosen and, and Johnny and all that. Again, getting ahead of myself, I cannot wait to watch that fifth season just because I keep seeing it on Netflix and I keep seeing like Johnny and Chosen next to each other. And I'm just like, oh my God, seeing them together. I can't wait to see what their interaction is like. Oh, uh, and Chosen isn't even in the show yet. I think that comes in maybe next season or season four. I think it might be season four, but uh, yeah, I got a bit to go. Um, let me see here. I already talked about how much I hate Tori. I almost said love, and I would not mean that. Um, I don't give a shit who is dating who. I really don't. I could give, I couldn't give less of a shit who is dating who in this show. The only people I really care about in this show are Johnny and Daniel. And the moment this show takes them out of it for whatever reason is the is the time I stop watching. Because that is what I'm here for. And if I don't get enough of it, I will not be satisfied. That sounds a little a little sus. But uh, yeah, let me see here. Um, we get to see Johnny's old friends from the original Karate Kid. Same actors as well. You know, there's Tommy. There's, uh, there's Jimmy and Bobby. And uh, we don't get Dutch in here because Dutch is said to be in prison. So uh, that's fun. Possibly going to see that actor slash character in the future, most likely. I don't know. Maybe. Um, there's a lot of characters I'd like to see from the original films come into it. Especially, I think it would be cool to see Hilary Swank come in as her character, which I have not seen the, uh, is it called The Next Karate Kid? have not seen that one, but that would be cool. Um, and most likely, do, do I think they're going to bring in Jaden Smith? Most likely not, especially with everything going on with Will Smith. I think he kind of you know, fucked up his old family for that kind of shit, but yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, <laughs> I mean, that'd be cool, um, at the very least, I hope they don't bring in, like, Mr. Miyagi as, like, a force ghost or anything like that, because I, I don't want them to, like, digitally recreate Pat Morita, they don't have the budget for that, really, but, um, yeah, let me see here, yeah, like I said, the, uh, we get to see some of his old Cobra Kai buddies, he gets to talk about, uh, talk to them about, uh, you know, how he restarted Cobra Kai and he's trying to make it different and also talks about how Kreese is back into the picture and it's just fun to see them kind of react to that and see how they feel about the situation and they have, and I'm hope, I hope I'm using this word right, uh, animosity, animosity, I think that's like a negative term about something, but um, yeah, they kind of have that towards Kreese and the whole situation of Cobra Kai and how it really messed them up and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense where they're coming from for sure but uh you know spoiler alert i know i've been talking about some crazy shit already but spoiler alert click off this video if you uh 
if you have not watched this uh, this season or really any of Cobra Kai. Um, you know, the whole big thing with, I'm sorry, I'm tired and I also have something in my eye for some reason. Uh, but, but the big thing with, uh, and I believe it's Tommy, Tommy's character is that in, I think the seventh or eighth episode, that character actually dies in the show and, uh, and that character dies of cancer. And then also in real life around the same time the, the season was released, I believe, uh, he also died of cancer. And uh, it's sad, but also the kind of ironic thing in the episode is that he got put in a body bag. And if you've seen the original Karate Kid, you'll know that there was a dude in the background while Johnny and Daniel were fighting in, towards the end of the movie where he's like, get him a body bag, yeah! And they also have a flashback to it in the show. Um, that was the guy. And he, the guy that told Johnny to give Daniel a body bag or get him in a body bag, essentially... Uh, got put in a body bag himself, but those those dudes they seem like they really kind of turned their lives around. I believe Bobby, uh, he's a pastor now. They keep making fun of him because he they think he's a priest or whatever. Um, but we see we do see Bobby one more time. As for Tommy, obviously we don't see him again, and Jimmy we have not seen him yet again. So uh, maybe we'll see him in the future. But I think Bobby is a more likely character. Um, you know, Jimmy in the show kind of seemed like he has his own family and his own stuff going on. So he seems like a busy guy. But, um, yeah, it's always nice to see Bobby in there. He seems like a nice, familiar face and really turned his life around for the better. And kind of gives Johnny the, you know, some some guidance and whatnot when he really needs it. Especially in the next season. Which, uh, speaking of, you know, that makes me emotional. And speaking of emotional... Like, this, this season has a lot of emotional moments for me, some of which deal with, you know, Robbie, his mom being absent and not having any power at home. Daniel shows up to his apartment and is like, hey, is your mom home? And he can just tell on his face that, like, he's just so distraught and just you know, so sick of the situation and whatnot. Daniel takes him in and it's just like, stuff like that hits me hard. Hopefully I don't tear up right now. Um, and then the whole aspect of Robbie's mom coming back, telling him, hey, I have to leave again. He's like, where to now? Uh, Baja, Vegas. And she's like, rehab. And, uh, oh, all right. I might not have, I, I probably can't talk about it because it's making me emotional. <laughs> it I, honestly is right now. But, um, yeah, uh, Definitely some emotional moments in this uh, in this season, especially the whole Miguel thing. But at the same time, it didn't make me emotional this time around because I've seen this season so many times and I remember what happened so many times. And I also know what comes in the next season and how quickly they kind of deal with that. So it doesn't really affect me anymore, to be honest. Um, although there are some some moments in there, like the whole the voice message from Miguel um while Johnny is standing outside his hospital room, just looking in the window, seeing him in a coma, essentially. And, oh, that fucking hit me hard. Um, and I feel like there were some other moments in there, but I, can, I can't really remember for sure. There were definitely other moments in there that made me emotional, though. But this is a pretty great season. I really do like this season. Um, if I had to give a rating, which, by the way, I didn't really give a rating for the last season... That one, 
I have to give like a 9 out of 10. That season is just so freaking awesome to me. I love it and I would rewatch it so many times. As for this one, I think I'm going to give it like an 8 out of 10. It's still really great, but it's starting to get in that territory of just like being all out soap opera while also kind of being a Marvel movie with these, you know, little karate people that are pretty much like superheroes in some aspects, just like throwing people around, fucking throwing people in the trees and shit like that. Like, what the fuck? Who, who are these kids and how are they so strong? Um, but then you see like other characters like Dimitri not really getting the hang of it as quick, but you get so excited for him when he actually does do some things and especially, you know, throws Hawk into that display case at the uh, in the last episode. So I was just like, hell yeah, Dimitri, get some. And then I think like next season or the fourth season is when he gets with the Yasmin or Yasmin. So I'm like, my boy Dimitri, love it. Love to see it. Um, Hawk is an all-out asshole in this season. I absolutely, I wouldn't say absolutely hate Hawk in this season, but he's just a complete asshole. You know, he tries to, Dimitri tries to have a genuine moment with him. They're talking about Doctor Who and he gets all excited about it. I'm just like, there's the real, there's a real person behind the, the whole persona. Like there's, there's a real human being there. And then Dimitri just kind of gets a little cocky and kind of talks too much like he does and then just turns it sideways. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, Dimitri. Sometimes that kid really does need to shut the fuck up. But uh, overall, I do really like this season. Eight out of ten, I believe, is what I said. But uh, yeah, I mean, it gets a little fantastical in some elements. Also, one thing that I noticed towards the end, um, did I write it down? I mean, one thing that I said is that it gets bleak at the end, and I'm, that's completely true. But one thing I thought was funny is that that person was giving the announcements when Tori interrupted and said, like, hey, Samantha LaRusso, I'm coming for you, bitch. Um, you know, the the thing before that, she was doing the announcements. The bell rang, so they go to class. She's doing the announcements, which they do in the beginning of class, mind you. And then once Tori comes in and says, hey, Samantha LaRusso, I'm coming for you, bitch. The bell rings. That's not how bells work. Have you been to a school before? Because they, I don't know about you, but the one I went to, it doesn't work like that. The bells go off when they are scheduled to go off. They, you can't just make them work whenever you want. If you want a, a, a you know, like a, a, a sound to go off whenever you want, then you just pull a fucking fire alarm. But that's not how school bells work, at least not where I'm from. I could be wrong. Maybe... I mean, this does take place in, like, California, so that, you know, they probably got the the nice bougie, the, the Louis Vuitton bills, so, um, I don't know, just one thing I noticed there that I kind of didn't notice before, and I was just watching it, and I was just like, didn't the bell just fucking ring? Like, they just pretty much sat down for class, and the bell already rang, like, mid-announcements. I'm like, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works, but, um... <laughs> I mean, if that's my only real big complaint, aside from, like, this show kind of being too much of a soap opera at times, I'll take it. I mean, there's some great bonding moments between Johnny and Daniel this season. I mean, the thing is, they bond for a little bit, kind of become friends, and then something happens and they become enemies again. And the cycle repeats. But, uh, I'm not mad at it. It's only the second season so far that I'm rewatching, so it doesn't bother me yet, but if they continue to do that, which I, I, I feel like they kind of do a little bit going forward, but not as much, um, if they continue to do that, I'm just like, at some point, you just have to 
look at them and be like, are you still having this argument? Are you still having this fight? Like, come on. I thought we resolved this. Same goes for all the other characters. Just like, if characters, and I said this in the last review for season one, if these motherfuckers would just talk shit out, most of the time it wouldn't end in a fight. If, if you just talked it out and were truthful to people and just did the right thing, you wouldn't have to deal with Miguel having a broken back. Enough said. Uh, yeah, so there's my kind of off-the-cusp review of Season 2 of Cobra Kai, which I once again believe came out in 2019, so we had to wait two years for that uh, that third season pretty much. But uh, But hey, you know. We can binge it all now, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what did you think of Season 2 of Cobra Kai? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? What do you think of Cobra Kai in general? I would love to know. Uh, personally, this is one of my favorite shows. One of the few shows that I've actually rewatched multiple times. Uh, that includes, you know, like The Office, Invincible, even though that's only the first season. Uh, what else is on that list? That 70s show I've, I've watched a couple times. Rick and Morty here and there. Although I haven't watched the newer seasons, so... Need to get on that eventually, but love this show. I also am a huge fan of the original Karate Kid film, and uh, I like one and two, and then, you know, the Jaden Smith one is what, a, you know. And like I said before, I didn't see the uh, the one with Hillary Swank, so I need to get on that one and just check that one out before maybe that character shows up in Cobra Kai, but who knows. Uh, I should be back in the next episode to review season three, most likely, and if not, it'll be my review for the first Clerks film, uh, in preparation for the third one coming out on Thursday. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. All right, so season three of Cobra Kai. If you have not seen this season or really any of the seasons so far, then I'd recommend you do not watch this review. If you don't want any spoilers for Cobra Kai, go watch my season one review, which, you know, has some stuff that I talk about a little bit, but um, for the most part, that's a non-spoiler review and kind of has my thoughts on this series as a whole, at least what I've seen so far, which I have seen up to season four, or not up to season four. I have watched season four. Um, I have rewatched seasons one through three multiple times but season four i've only watched once so that's the one i needed a refresher on more than anything but making my way through these seasons and just re-watching them and enjoying them and giving my thoughts on each one so uh yeah let's talk about some new cast members in the season by the way if you didn't hear me before spoiler review so click off go watch my season one review but new cast members we have yuji okamoto hopefully i'm saying that right as chosen who played Chosen in Karate Kid Part 2. He was the villain of that film. And in this movie, or not movie, in the show, he is definitely a lot more of a good guy. Um, we see him fight with Daniel in um, Okinawa, which I love the Okinawa scenes in this show, in this season particularly. Um, I don't know if we're going to end up going back there for season five, because I know Chosen is going to be in that season. But, um... Yeah, anything having to do in Okinawa just really made me feel closer to the lore of Karate Kid and making me feel closer to the character of uh, Mr. Miyagi, which obviously that character isn't around in the show or the actor isn't around in real life either uh, because he passed away in the show and real life. So 
as a Karate Kid fan, that made me feel closer to that character, to that actor, and definitely made me emotional. There are moments in this season where I completely bawled like a baby, and I'm not even ashamed to admit it. But um, yeah, Chosen shows up in this season, and can't wait to see him again in season five. Uh, some other new members here, cast members I should say, uh, Tamlin Tomita, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Kumiko which is the love interest from Karate Kid Part 2, which Daniel also runs into when he's in Okinawa. And uh, Elizabeth Shue comes back as Allie Mills, Allie Mills Schwarber. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she is recently divorced, uh, gets back in touch with Johnny, has the whole, uh, you know, you see uh, Johnny, Daniel, and Allie all be re reunited. And she kind of is their therapist in a way and kind of resolves their issues which later, you know, in the very end of this season, they go on to combine their dojos and teach together, which, as I remember in season four, really did not last long. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, speaking of things that did not did not last long, the whole Miguel being in a coma slash not being able to walk. Um, I mean, it took a little while, I think, up until season or not season uh, up until episode five or six is when he was like fully back in shape and, and good for the most part. Um, so I felt like he got better really quickly. It feels like something that should have taken the whole season, but hey, I mean, I, I can't complain completely because also in between these moments, like I think a character said like certain, um, a certain amount of months have passed by since certain things have happened. So, you know, crazier things have happened, especially in this show. But, um, yeah, let's mention some other cast members here. We have, uh, these are all characters from, I guess you could say, flashbacks. Uh, they're flashbacks for John Kreese, giving him backstory, which we really didn't know a whole lot about. We knew, we knew he was in the war or whatever. He was a soldier and that he saw some crazy shit. And that kind of turned him into the man that he is today. But here we actually get to see it, which I do like for the most part. I like getting the backstory on Kreese, trying to make him a little more sympathetic, but at the same time, completely failing when you see the the older, you know, um, you know, present time version of Kreese, and he is just the most cartoonish villain ever in the show. Um, honestly, I at times kind of wish Kreese wasn't in the show, and from what I remember, same kind of goes with Terry Silver. They're just way too cartoonish of villains, and I don't know, what would this show be without Terry Silver and, and John Kreese? I mean, at this point, with Johnny and Daniel being on good terms, there's really not a whole lot of places you can go with that. So you kind of have to have those villains. But if they could make them any less mustache twirling, that would be absolutely perfect for me. Um, I mean, honestly, at times when Kreese is saying his lines and whatnot, like if he had a mustache, he would be twirling it 100%. And there's only so many amount of times that Kreese can say, you know, this is the real world. You got to fight tough. Your enemy is not going to do what, you know what I mean? He says that so many fucking times in so many different ways, yet it's all just the fucking same and it gets annoying. It's something that it just repeats over and over again. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. We get it. You're, you're a fucking mustache twirly villain, as I said before. But, um, yeah, we get Barrett Carnahan, hopefully I'm saying that right, as young Kreese. Uh, we also have Nick Marini as Twig slash young Terry Silver, which they kind of set it up to be like, oh, this this guy who seems to 
kind of be a little more tough. That must be Terry Silver. But no, it ends up kind of being the more, uh, you know, wimpy guy, I guess you could say. Uh, we get Emily Marie Palmer as Betsy, which is the love interest to the young Crease, young version of Crease, which we find out that she dies. And his captain, Captain Turner, played by Terry Serpico, uh, failed to mention that to him because he wanted to have Crease focused on the mission and ends up trying to use that against him in the end. But you know how that went. Crease tossed its captain into a pit of snakes, which was pretty fucking cool. But at the same time, in a way, I kind of wish they would have just wrapped up the Crease flashbacks, maybe in like episode nine, because at the point you're at in episode 10, you have this crazy fight that just went down in the LaRusso home between Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, and Eagle Fang. And by the way, you have Hawk, who has a change of heart in that moment, which I remember thinking it was like so out of nowhere and all, all of a sudden. And watching it now, they kind of build upon it and kind of show that he has moments where he's like, yes, I, I miss being with Johnny Lawrence as my sensei. And yes, I feel bad for, you know, breaking Dimitri's arm, which is fucking crazy. Um, and for Dimitri to forgive him so quickly, that was just like, come on, man. I mean, I don't know. He broke your fucking arm, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, that quick change of heart. I mean, it, it didn't feel completely organic, but I, at this point, really don't have a problem with it just because I'm ready to see Hawk not be a fucking asshole anymore. Um, I'm honestly so sick of the the characters in here being assholes just for the sake of being assholes, like Tori. I mean, in the beginning of the season, when you see her, before Kreese even gets to her, you can see that she feels regret for the things that she did because she knows deep down that she actually is the one that caused all the issues at the school. Which, by the way, for completely forgot to mention that this is the first season that um, Netflix made. Started off on YouTube Red with the first two seasons and bought up by Netflix. And this season came out, I believe, in 2021. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Might be 2020. Yeah, 2021, I think. Could be wrong. Huh. I think it might be 2020, because I don't think they did two seasons in one year. That wouldn't make sense. But, um, yeah, where, where was I? Now I just completely got sidetracked. But, uh, yeah, just, just the villains in here, especially Tori, like... Tori as a character, I cannot stand her. They try to make her sympathetic in the beginning, and it worked on me for a little bit. But then she went back to being exactly the way she was before, being just psychotic, honestly, and she honestly should be in jail for the things that she did. Um, Robbie included, even. Like, there's a scene in here where she's talking to Robbie about, like, oh, they get to go back to their normal lives, but we gotta, you know, pay the price for it. I'm like, all right, for one, Tori, you were acting like a school shooter. Sorry for saying that on YouTube, but literally grabbing the the PA system or whatever it is at the school, be like, Samantha LaRusso, I'm coming for you, bitch. Like, that's some straight up, you know, dude walking into a school ready to, you know, you know what I mean. Like, that's, that's not cool. That's very bad. You could get prison time for that. And then Robbie literally almost killed Miguel. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for these characters whatsoever, especially since Robbie ends up with Crease at the end of the season, and he's just a little punk bitch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Miguel, I like in this season at least. Sam, I mean, I like her for the most part. Uh, but, again, I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times more. I don't really care about any other 
characters in this show other than Johnny and Daniel and maybe like, I don't know, Miguel. At this point in the, the series, I don't give a shit about Robbie. I go back and forth between liking him and hating him. Um, but, I mean, it, it all comes down to Johnny and, and Daniel. That's what we're all here for. That's what we all want to see. At least the diehard, maybe I'm not even diehard, but just, you know, Karate Kid fans in general, that's what we want to see. And the other things I want to see are characters like Kumiko and Chosen and Ali showing up. Like, those legendary characters from the original, uh, you know, trilogy. I, I love to see those characters. I love to see those connections. And it's the characters that are kind of made up for the show that that seem to fall short a lot of the time, especially since there's so many of them. I mean, the focus for, like, a lot of the series has to be on Daniel and Johnny because that is the crux of your of your show. Like, without them, you wouldn't have a show. So you gotta make sure that they have enough story going on and make sure that at least your main, you know, four characters have enough going on. The main four kids, I would say, are Robbie, Tori, um, um, Miguel, and Sam. Those are the four main kids. The rest of them don't really get a whole lot of character development. Maybe a little bit Hawk, but, um, you know, like, like I said, the whole change of heart thing he had in that fight, that came out of kind of nowhere. And, um, you know, that's, that's because they didn't really develop it, develop it a whole lot because literally like two episodes earlier, he was on a rage, a rageful path and beat the fuck out of Brooks like, right in front of Kyler, kind of making an example out of him, so it's hard to feel bad or sympathize with these characters when they constantly are doing shitty things, and I have to remember at the end of the day that they're still kids in high school, but even kids in my high school, like, I, I guess I went to a small town high school, but I don't hear about all-out karate wars going on in high schools, I mean, granted, I, I feel like we probably hear about worse going on, but still, like, I mean, this show gets crazy at times. It's very much a love letter to the 80s with just the craziness. And just, I mean, yeah, I, I still love it. I have a lot of complaints about it, but I still love the fuck out of it. Is this my favorite season? No. I think my favorite seasons in order would be, uh, you know, starting with my favorite. It would be one, then two, then three. Um, but still, I like a lot of the things that they had in this season. The production value went way up because it was bought up by Netflix. But um, I don't know something about this this one. It it feels more like a soap opera than it than it ever has, honestly. So at, at times, like this, this is how I describe Cobra Kai to people that have not watched it. It's basically just a karate soap opera. But at the same time, I fucking love it just because, of course, I love the original Karate Kid trilogy. And I love these characters, and I have a lot of fun watching the show. But that doesn't make me completely blind to its issues. Um, but yeah, let me just talk about some of my notes, because I literally have like a page and a half full. Uh, let me see what I have here. Production value I already talked about. Um, a couple characters that actually aren't in this season. Um, Paul Walter Hauser as Stingray, um, which they kind of have have a funny line there that, uh, what about that one, one dude with the, uh, the neck beard? And he's like, Mr. Stingray never worked for us. And last I heard, he's not allowed, like, within 500 feet of a, of a school or whatever. 
Um, so that's kind of funny. We do see him come back, I believe, in season four. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he comes back in season four. But, uh, oh, yes, he does. Yes, I forgot about what happened in season four until now. But, oh, yes, he does. Um, and then Aisha isn't in this season. Not 100% sure why. I mean, they explained that you know, after the fight, the school karate fight, that her parents moved her to a private school. But part of me is wondering, like, because I know the actress lost a lot of weight. Like, did they didn't kick her off the show because she lost weight and they can't make, like, fat jokes about her anymore, right? I don't know for sure because they had fat jokes in this season. And I'm just like, don't kick a person off because they lose weight. That's a dick move, but also she does show up in season four for a little bit to kind of guide Sam a little bit. So, I mean, maybe we'll see her come back and be a, a main character again, but I kind of doubt it. Um, speaking of coming back, I hope Allie Mills comes back for sure. Uh, Elizabeth Shue as Allie, um, especially Kumiko. I mean, we know Chosen is coming back, but uh, Kumiko would be cool to see again, and Allie would be fantastic to see again. I love Elizabeth Shue, loved a lot of the things that she's worked on. The boys she was great in that but uh it'd be real it'd be really cool to see her character show up again in the future which i'm sure they might um but let me see here uh oh yeah i liked how uh chosen honked his nose honked daniel's nose which they don't have a flashback of daniel honking his nose so that's kind of like one of those things if you haven't seen karate kid part two then you won't completely understand why he honks his nose You'll probably just be like, oh, well, he's not a villain. He's a, he's a nice dude. He likes to joke around. Um, let me see here. I already talked about Crease. I literally wrote, Crease keeps spewing the same, this is the real world bullshit over and over, but in slightly different ways. Um, Anthony is back this season. Forgot to mention that. He wasn't in the last season at all, I don't think. I could be wrong. Maybe he was in season two. I don't know. Was he? I, I don't know for sure. I think he might have been. Um, but yeah, I love seeing the reunion between Daniel and Kumiko and the reunion between Ali and Johnny and Daniel and Daniel, you know, kind of becoming buddies with Chosen and learning new things about Miyagi-Do karate and learning new techniques and whatnot, which he goes on to use, like I said, with Kreese. Um, I, I don't know if I said that for sure or not, but um let me see here uh there was a quote in here sam we're not gonna we're not on school property this is our chance to fight back and i said you're uh you're on public property and this is your chance to get arrested um yeah i mean these characters do not fucking think sometimes you can't just go out go out in public and assault people but uh hey you know what they gotta they gotta do that shit for the the sake of the show and entertainment so i get it um Kyler and Brooks, they join Cobra Kai. As I said before, Brooks get his ass beat by fucking Hawk. And that, even though Hawk was like on the evil side there, I still did not feel bad for Brooks or Kyler. I mean, I almost wish it was Kyler's stupid face that was getting beat. Um, but hey, you know what? It is what it is. I'm sure we'll see that fight again in the future. Uh, let me see here. Um... Oh, yeah, Johnny obviously starts Eagle Fang Karate, which doesn't last long, kind of, because, well, I think next season he he is, like, a sensei for Eagle Fang Karate, and, he, like, 
I know after a little bit, Daniel and Johnny, like, have their own separate dojos again, but, I mean, I hate that they do that so suddenly. It's just like, work together. I mean, how many, how many times do you have to have this argument of, oh, we're too different, so we can't work together. I don't know why we ever thought we could do this. Stop. Just stop. We've had this conversation so many times. Um, but yeah, Robbie is with Crease now. And like I said, Crease, or not Crease, uh, Robbie's being a little bitch. Um, no offense to the actor, but the character for sure. Um, yeah, and then Crease reaches out to Silver, which in the next season we realize Crease is like, hey, been a long time. And I'm pretty sure Terry Silver just hangs up. But um, yeah, at first Terry Silver is uh, not into the whole karate idea. But uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. I mean, there's a lot of notes I could say here, but at the same time, you know, um, not everything I wrote down is completely important. I mean, there are some important bits here, but um, I mean, if you've seen the season, which I hope you have because I just spoiled a lot of shit, then you kind of know what's up. But for the most part, I do really like this season. I had a lot of fun with it. I always have fun with Cobra Kai. Um, how many times do I have to say it? I love this show. It's probably one of my favorite shows of all time, even though, yes, there are many, many uh, issues with it in terms of the writing and just the character development and whatnot. Characters flip-flopping back and forth between being a dick and being a good person. I know. But, hey, uh, yeah, there's my kind of review slash kind of breakdown of Cobra Kai Season 3. Um what do you think of this season? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you in the middle? What do you think of Cobra Kai in general? Do you love the show? I mean, if you've gotten as far as season three, I would hope that you like it at least. But uh, yeah, also tell me what you think about the original Karate Kid trilogy. Um, yeah, I would love to know what you have to say. By the way, I'm not wiping my nose. It's just really itchy. Um, but yeah, I would love to know what you have to say down in the comments below. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And uh, I'll see you in the next video where I will be reviewing either season four of Cobra Kai or the first Clerks movie because that new Clerks film comes out in, I think, today or tomorrow. Uh, it comes out on like a Tuesday, which is kind of weird, but I'll have to wait until Thursday. But thank you all for watching. I will see you in the next one. All right, so Cobra Kai season four, for those of you who don't know, I'm doing a recap of all four seasons leading up to the fifth season of Cobra Kai. So yeah, I'm very late to getting around to season five, but hey, it is what it is. I wanted to take my time and rewatch these, especially since I think I only watched season four once. So the other ones I've seen quite a few times, but season four, just the one time, I believe. Um, this is a very big season for a very big character to come in. And that character is Terry Silver, played by Thomas Ian Griffith. And by the way, didn't mention this in the beginning, but this is going to be more of a spoiler review. So I'm going to be talking about big moments from this season. So if you don't want spoilers for this season or really any of them that come before, then I suggest you click off this video. But if you want my general consensus and thoughts on the show of Cobra Kai, definitely go check out my season one review, which is a spoiler free, spoiler free review. And I talk a little bit about how I feel about the show. So, yeah, go check that out if you don't want any spoilers. But you have been warned. Let's talk about some shit, all right? So, definitely not my favorite season. In fact, I would I, I would say that my favorite seasons in order actually go in order of the seasons. 
So one would be my favorite and this one would be my least favorite so far. That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like this season. There's a lot of really cool things that they do, um, especially with the production value, like the uh, the stunt choreography and the fight scenes in this season particularly, I think look incredible, especially the fight sequence between Hawk and, uh, or not Hawk, but at Eli at that point. And uh, it was the fight between him and Robbie at the All Valley Tournament. And that fight was so well choreographed and looked so cool. And I absolutely loved that fight. So, yeah, uh, I would say that's probably my favorite fight of the season. Maybe not of the whole show because there's better kind of matchups, I would think. But in terms of just the uh, the stunt choreography and the fight choreography with that particular scene, definitely my favorite fight from this season. Um, the fight between Sam and, uh, and uh, what's her face? Why can't I remember her name? I don't know, Tori. Um, the fight between her and Tori, I was just like, it's fine. I mean, it kind of leads to the whole, the the game was rigged or whatever, and Terry Silver was behind it, which, honestly, he's a even bigger villain than than Kreese, and even out-villains Kreese at some points in this season, especially in the last episode when, you know, he frames Kreese for beating up Stingray. So, by the way, Paul Walter Hauser returning as Raymond slash Stingray in this season. Um, he's a really great actor. If you have not seen Richard Jewell, I highly recommend that movie. He gives a very amazing performance in that film, so I would highly recommend you check that out. But um, he's hilarious in this show, and I love to see him whenever he pops up. Another person that we see kind of pop up just for an episode uh, for even less time than Stingray is Nicole Brown as Aisha, who is there to kind of give Sam some advice when she needs it after her mom is, like, helping out Tori with her situation and completely takes the advice that Aisha gave her and does pretty much the opposite of what Aisha was rec recommending her to do with the situation with Tori. So I'm just like, I mean, in a way... Sam, in terms of like Sam and Tori, just those two, um, Sam is definitely more the bully to Tori in this season, but they still do things to go at each other, so it's equal for the most part, but um, yeah, they do a lot of things in this season particularly to make you sympathize more with Tori and her situation, which for the most part actually really does work. You can see that she is kind of conflicted with certain things that John Kreese and Terry Silver are telling her to do, especially in the final fight with Sam LaRusso in the All Valley. And you can see that she's starting to have a change of heart after she finds out that Terry Silver did indeed rig the match. But, um, yeah, Tori this season I actually don't mind. And that's saying a lot because I absolutely hated her in literally season two and three. So it was it was going to take a lot for her to come back for me. Or not even come back because I didn't like her to start with. But um, she's, she's starting to grow on me. I wouldn't sh say she's like my favorite or anything. But I, I sympathize more with her in this season more than any other. So um, yeah, who else do we have in here? We have Griffin, Santa, and I always forget how to say this. Santa, Santa Petro as Anthony LaRusso, which isn't a new cast member, but is somebody that's 
having a more prominent role in this season and kind of starts off doing a little bit of karate. doesn't really last too long. I think in the fifth season, we'll actually see him joining Miyagi-Do. But, um, yeah, like, uh, there's a whole situation with Kenny, the new kid at school, uh, played by Dallas Deppery Young, Kenny Payne. And um, he is the brother, and I forget, I think his name is Sean, uh, the guy in Juvie that Robbie fought. Uh, this is his younger brother, and, you know, he kind of wants Robbie to take him under his wing. And uh, over time, especially by the All Valley, Robbie kind of sees what he did wrong and what maybe Crease and Terry Silver are doing wrong just in the sheer amount of anger that's coming out of coming out of Kenny. So I think we're going to see Robbie trying to get through to him next season and uh, should be interesting, maybe. I don't know. Will they do that? Seems like they have a lot going on and a lot that they set up in this season for the next. So I feel like there's just so many different things going on. I don't know how much they're going to have time for, but regardless, I'm still very excited to watch it. Um Sela Austria, I believe is her name, uh, how you pronounce it, uh, coming back as Piper. She had a very minor role in the last season as Moon's girlfriend. This season, she's broken up with Moon, but uh, she was about to be a new recruit for Eagle Fang Karate, which is the dojo that uh, Johnny, I think he started it last season, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, he started it last season. Um and now, yeah, I mean, by the end of the season, uh, third season, they, uh, Daniel and Johnny ended up teaming up, and that did not last long in this, in this season, maybe like a few episodes, and then they kind of reconciled and teamed up again towards the end, but the thing I absolutely love with Johnny and Daniel in this season is just seeing them each learn from each other, like, there's a day where they go out and Johnny learns Miyagi-Do karate. And then there's a day they go out and Danny learns Eagle Fang karate. And I just love seeing them learn different things from each other. There's especially a scene after Daniel beats up those hockey players and Johnny was like coming back with a pretzel and he's like, where the hell were you? I could use your help. And he's like, no, be there. And, and Daniel sees like, oh my God, he's learning lessons from, from Miyagi-Do. That's great. And then you see Dan, or yeah, Johnny. Um, you see him balancing on the on the board in the koi pond or whatever, like uh, Sam and and Robbie were doing in season two. I believe that was season two, right? That might have been season one actually. Um, but you can see him balancing and doing the different kata moves, and it was so freaking cool. I loved seeing that shit. I mean, even though it didn't last long between them, I still loved seeing them just kind of getting the getting along together. You know, there's a Fun little scene there really isn't anything too major, but, you know, Daniel shares some of his food with Johnny, and then Johnny shares, like, a sandwich. Daniel's like, oh, my God, this guy with his freaking ham. Then he takes a bite, and he's like, it's not bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, like, little moments like that between them that I really, I really love. Um, just seeing that they can get along, and they can be buddies, and just seeing that makes me happy. So I wish it would have lasted longer, but... We'll probably end up seeing more in the next season, and I'm sure they'll go back and forth like they always do, but, I mean, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Uh, speaking of Johnny and Daniel, honestly, they are the only two characters I really do care about in this show. Anybody else? I don't know, not really. 
Um, Robbie, at the end of the, excuse me, at the end of the season, he goes to Johnny and he's like, man, I'm really worried about this kid, Kenny. I think I set him on the wrong path. And, uh, you know, he, Johnny was like, man, this is all my fault. Um, you know, you should be blaming me. And Robbie's like, I'm tired of blaming you. And he just like collapses into Johnny's arms and he's just crying and they're hugging. And I'm just like, oh my God, finally, Robbie is a decent fucking character. Um, I mean, I loved Robbie in season one and partially season two on, up until the kick. Um, and then there's just, I mean, there's moments where all of these characters are hot heads, honestly. But um, I mean, Robbie towards the end of the season makes me very excited to see where he goes in the next. And also to see him team up with Miguel, possibly. Just to see these characters come together is what I'm going to enjoy most. But speaking of Miguel, I love that character. I think he's great. He's my boy. I love Miggy. Um, yeah, I'm always rooting for him. And, uh, I mean, I honestly don't feel like they gave him a whole lot to do this season necessarily because he's still kind of healing and, uh, or not necessarily healing, but you know what I mean. Um, you know, Johnny isn't really putting him in the fight as much. He, you know, learning from Daniel, uh, um, Miguel really isn't in as many fights because, he de-escalates, which isn't a bad thing, but, you know, it kind of causes some, some head-butting between Daniel and Johnny and causes the whole train wreck that was them splitting off into two teams, which, uh, which is the complete opposite of what they were trying to do when it came to taking down Cobra Kai. So, that kind of sucked, but hey, they came together by the end, even though they still lost, you know. It is what it is, I guess, and it'll make for a really interesting season five. But, um, yeah, let me talk about two other characters in here. We have Una O'Brien as Devin Lee, which is the new recruit, the female recruit for Eagle Fang Karate, which they needed one female student to be able to participate in the tournament this season. So they got her, and I think she's a pretty fun character so far, so... Gonna be excited to see more from her, hopefully next season, if uh, if they give her much to do, which I don't, I don't really know, because like I said already, um, you know, no pun intended because of the whole balance thing, but I don't know how they're gonna balance so many different storylines in the next season. It does make me a little worried, but I don't know, we'll see. Terry Silver isn't, isn't like as crazy as he can be yet in this season. But I'm sure by next season, he's going to be the same kind of coked out, crazy dude that that he was describing in the beginning, uh, the first few episodes to Crease, how he was, you know, in Karate Kid Part 3. So, I mean, I like seeing him in here. And I like the fact that they start off by him saying just like, you know how crazy it was that I was like torturing a teenager, like a high schooler, because of some karate tournament, like you know how ridiculous that sounds and it's just like yes the whole audience knows how ridiculous that sounds and the fact that you're saying it helps out tremendously but then he kind of gets pulled in by Terry or by John Kreese once again and kind of he isn't fully at what he was in Karate Kid Part 3 but you can see the hints of him just becoming an evil just a super villain essentially he he really is a super villain 
And uh, I thought John Kreese was bad. I thought he was just spewing off the same, oh, this is the real world bullshit. Which, by the way, in my notes, I was just like, if I have to hear him say that line again, I will fucking punch a hole through my TV. Which is honestly what Kreese probably wants. But, hey. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know 100% how I feel about Terry Silver in the show yet. Part of me kind of wishes that you can just take Kreese and Silver out of the show and just have... Johnny and, and Daniel, but, you know, if that were what it was, then this show probably wouldn't be going on as long as it is, so you gotta have these villains coming in, and I've had this spoiled already for me, but it looks like Mike Barnes is gonna come in next season, so hopefully I didn't just spoil that for anybody else, but I'm sure for most people, if you're watching a, a spoiler review for season four of Cobra Kai, you've probably already watched season five, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see that. I don't really remember much of that from uh, from Karate Kid Part 3. But it's going to be interesting how they bring in other characters from the other movies. Because there's some that I'm not 100% familiar with. I don't know if he's supposed to be like a good guy or a bad guy or whatever he might be. But um, that's besides the point. I'm getting ahead of myself. The last person I want to mention here isn't in the rest of the season. He only shows up at the very end, but I know for a fact that this character is going to be in the next season because I saw the picture or the still of it on, uh, almost said Instagram, on Netflix. Uh, Yuji Okamoto. Yuji Okumoto. Again, hopefully I'm saying that right. I said that in the last episode. I was like, hopefully I'm not butchering this name. By Yuji Okamoto as Chosen, which is a character I fucking fell in love with in season three. Or yeah, season three. Yeah, season three. Um, just catching up with him, I was just like, oh my god, I love this character so much. I cannot see, cannot see. <laughs> I can see just fine. I cannot wait to see him come back in season five, and especially teaming up with Johnny and the little picture that I saw with them. That's gonna be so fucking cool. Just the idea of them fighting together sounds so freaking sweet, and I just can't wait. As a Karate Kid fan, like, this is the shit that makes me super excited about this show. None of the, like, relationships between Robbie and Tori or Sam and Miguel, I don't care about their relationships. I don't care who loves who or who's kissing who or who, who whatever, you know? I don't give a shit about that stuff. Yeah, I might like those characters for the most part and sympathize with some of those characters, but I don't give a shit who's dating who. I really don't. I don't give a shit about any of that, and they try to make so many little love triangles and shit, and I'm just like, will you shut the fuck up about these relationships for five minutes just to, like, focus on the what really matters? So, again, it's a karate soap opera. That's how I describe this show to most people who haven't seen it. But that being said, I still love it. And, uh, I mean, I have plenty of issues with it. Like I said, this isn't my favorite season so far. In fact, it's probably my least favorite. But doesn't mean I, I dislike it, because I don't. There's a lot in this season that I really do like. Um, it's just kind of the in-between stuff that they feel like they need to put in there to, to keep drama going. That just kind of takes me out of it a little bit at times and, and just makes me wish I could just see them doing more karate because honestly for a while there really feels like they just weren't learning any karate 
part of me is wondering like how Miguel knows the things that he knows because we never see Johnny teaching him anymore. We never see anybody teaching anything anymore other than maybe Crease and Silver just because they want to set up their teaching styles and how they, you know, butt heads. So I don't know, man. Not my favorite, but I still I still have fun with this show and even these crazy elements they they don't completely completely take me out of it so uh let me see if i have anything in my notes that i necessarily need to say i think i already talked about the fight between eli and robbie um johnny and robbie are on better better terms now um pardon me uh, i got hiccups here uh, Carrie Underwood has a cameo in here and a little song montage kind of thing. And I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, why the fuck is Carrie one Underwood here? And I see it now and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, that's Carrie Underwood. I don't listen to her music, but that's kind of a fun little cameo. Uh, I think I already talked. Yeah, we talked about Aisha. Um, yeah, I think I, I pretty much covered what I want to cover with this season um there's things I do really like about this one but it doesn't necessarily stand out above the rest um but yeah have you seen season four of Cobra Kai I would hope so because this is basically a spoiler spoiler review but uh yeah do you love this season do you hate it are you in the middle is this your favorite or least favorite or I would love to know the order of seasons from most favorite to least favorite for you guys and see kind of what other opinions are out there. So definitely comment down below. Tell me tell me what you think. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And uh, by the way, I said I was going to make a Clerks review. But I'm not going to be able to see Clerks 3 for a little bit. Because the theater nearby does not have that showing at any time within the next at least couple of weeks. I don't know. I don't know when I'll get around to that one, but uh, we'll see. I'll try to give you guys updates on that one. But there are a couple movies that I will be watching on Thursday. So definitely stay tuned for those. But the next review I put up will most likely be my review for Season 5 of Cobra Kai. So thank you all for watching. I will see you in the next one. Alright, so Cobra Kai Season 5 is available now on Netflix. I know I'm a little late. It came out last week. But I uh, wanted to rewatch the other seasons in preparation for this one. So if you want the reviews for those, go check them out. This will be a non-spoiler slash spoiler review for those of you who are curious about this season and don't know whether to watch it or not. Um, you know, I'll have the non-spoiler section for you. And then for the people that have already watched it, I will have a spoiler section coming up in not too long here. Um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about how crazy this season is. Uh, for those of you who watched the second season, you'll know how crazy the ending of that one was. And the finale of this season is like that times 10, honestly. And you can thank Terry Silver for that. Terry Silver is a Bond villain in this movie. In this movie? In this show. Um, and that's putting it lightly. His character is absolutely bananas in this season. Last season, we got to see a little bit of that. Um, but, but in this one, it's heightened. He brings in new recruits to help him run the dojo and the many dojos that he's planning to open. And, uh, man, it's, it's insane, dude. I, I cannot even lie to you. 
this is the craziest season of Cobra Kai yet. This is when it gets to, I don't even know how to describe what kind of show this is at this point, but it's insane. Um, one thing I will say that's really cool is that you have a lot of matchups in these fights that you have. So you'll have like Daniel and Johnny fighting together. There's some other characters in there that I don't necessarily want to talk about, but if you've seen the last season, you'll know at least one of the characters that I'm talking about that's in this one. But um, I love seeing those kind of Mortal Kombat types of matchups, and it's really fun to watch, especially for this show. Honestly, at times, this, this season is like a game of Mortal Kombat. It's, it's insane. I'm not even lying to you. It, it gets surprisingly bloody in this season, and... Uh, there was even a point where I thought a certain character might actually die. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert for season two, I'm not going to say exactly who it was, but I haven't felt like a character's going to die since literally season two. And that was in 2019. I don't know if I watched it in 2019, but I mean, that's as crazy as the show has been up until this point, obviously. And it just makes me wonder how much crazier they're going to go with it. We'll really have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, Terry Silver, for the most part, is a pretty pretty intriguing villain. Um, the way he kind of manipulates Daniel and, and whatnot, especially just the way he did it in Karate Kid Part 3, it makes it even better now if you have watched that film, just to see kind of how far that character, both characters really have come. And just the rivalry between them and you know, Daniel bringing in help, Terry bringing in help. I mean, I'm I'm, tr I'm struggling to say things without spoiling them right now, but god damn, this season is crazy. And there's a lot of F-bombs in this season too, surprisingly. But uh, yeah, I mean, would I say this is the best season of Cobra Kai so far? No. Would I say it's the worst? No, no, I wouldn't. In fact, I'd say I probably even like this more than season four, which season four isn't a bad season, but I don't know, that's that's one of those that I was just like, eh, not my favorite, but this one is insane. Right now, my ranking, I think, is season one is my favorite, season two is my second favorite, season three is my third favorite, and then probably season five. I don't know if season five would come before season three. Probably not, but season five has so many great elements to it. There's a lot of comedy to it. There's a lot of emotional moments to it and there's just character development that you really love to see I don't know I, I really do love this season there's there's so much to offer in this one I mean you get to see certain matchups certain certain fights between people and certain people trying to kind of make up for things that they did to other people and I don't know even Johnny at this point seems at times a little more mature and more that he has his head screwed on more than Daniel because of the whole Terry Silver situation and that's kind of where where Johnny benefits from not really knowing Terry is he can't really be manipulated by him because he's Johnny Lawrence let's be honest um so nothing too crazy really gets to him in terms of like stuff that Terry's done so I have a feeling in season six Terry might make his life a living hell Especially because there's some stuff going on with him that you don't really want bad shit going on around. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, like I said already, 
to offer in this season with the characters and just the storylines and whatnot. And I, I really enjoyed it. It I got through it really quickly, too. Probably more quickly than the other seasons and that I was watching in preparation for this one. It, it took me like a day and a half at most, you know, because I, I do stuff in between. I have I have a life outside of watching Cobra Kai, obviously. I, I have a life outside of doing the reviews, but yeah, it really didn't take me that long to get through it. Today, earlier today, I sat down and I was just like, all right, well, I don't know if I have time to finish it, but I'll try to get through what I can. And then I just finished it because I was hooked. And that's a sign of a good show, obviously. And uh, the way they do each episode, I mean, it's pretty much been like this since the original series, original series, original season. But they kind of leave each episode on a cliffhanger and leaves you wanting more. So um, honestly, I wouldn't say the show quite has been as much of a cliffhanger each episode until season three when Netflix bought it up. But um, there was definitely a big cliffhanger in the end of season two. And I don't know if you'd call the end of this season quite a cliffhanger. Um, let me look at my notes. I mean, there's some crazy shit that happens in this finale. I'll tell you that much. It's it's the craziest finale of Cobra Kai there has ever been. Um, but they kind of leave on a more positive note, which, I mean, is kind of a spoiler saying it. But, um, I mean, it's not like the biggest spoiler I could give about this season. But, yeah, they leave on a little more of a positive note. There's still certain things that you're like, all right, what's going to happen with this? And what's going to happen with this? But, for the most part, like... If the show ended here, you could probably just keep it as it is, really. If the show ended with this season and they didn't make another one after this, this would be, a, for the most part, a satisfying conclusion. I mean, obviously I want more because there's plenty more that they can do, but I don't know. It feels kind of nice for once to have the end of a season where there's still crazy shit going on, but for the most part, the characters are are happy, they're healthy, and for the most part, everybody's getting along, so it's just like, you know, let's leave well enough alone, you know, the the classic Johnny line there, but obviously there's going to be more craziness to ensue in, in seasons to come, so I'm just, I'm waiting for it, I'm ready, honestly. I was nervous going into this season, hoping it wouldn't be bad, and I was very much surprised to see that it it honestly might be one of my favorite seasons so far. Uh, I don't know if it is my favorite season, but I don't know. Because this, this one strays away from what Cobra Kai was originally, which is just seeing Johnny kind of still as an adult trying to mature and become an adult. And, you know, him finding his way through life still. And I mean, there's elements to that in this show still. But at this point, it's just all out craziness. And they handled it really well. With the amount of things that were going on, and I said in my season four review, I'm like, there's so many different plot lines that they need to address in this season, and I think they did it beautifully. I think they did it really well. I will say the first couple of episodes were a little bit too slow for me, but if that's my only complaint about this season, then so be it. And really, that is my only complaint this season. I mean, there's, there's complaints that I have about the characters all the time being stupid and not talking their issues out, but even they in this season kind of talk their issues out. So even some of the uh, issues that I was talking about for the past four seasons, they kind of address some of it here. So, I mean, there's a lot to appreciate here. There, the quality is really good too. The quality is fantastic. 
Um, I mean, there, there's so much craziness in this season. So if you haven't watched it, just do yourself a favor, check it out. Um, if you've not watched Cobra Kai before, then definitely watch the rest of the series, obviously. But I always recommend at least watch the first movie before watching the first two seasons. And then when it comes to season three, I would recommend watching part two and three of Karate Kid, the original series. But uh, yeah, there's my non-spoiler review for Cobra Kai season five. Not really going to give a rating for it because I don't typically do ratings for shows. But, uh, you know, if I had to, like I said before, rank them, I would probably put season one first, season two second. And I don't know if season three or season five would be third, but you, you can kind of tell how I feel about season four. Not my favorite, but I still don't hate this show by any means. There's not a single season of this that I hate. And at this point, even there's not even any characters that I necessarily hate. Because even the villains are intriguing and it's just fuel to the fire for uh, for the characters involved. So yeah, there you go. Let's get into some spoilers here. If you have not watched season five of Cobra Kai, really any other season, I recommend you click off now. Uh, but yeah, let's get into spoilers. You have been warned. Let's get into it. Uh, first off, I want to talk about some newer characters in this season. Uh, we have Alicia Hannah Kim as Kim Da-Un. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Probably not. Uh, but she's one of the new senseis that Terry brings in to teach the class and whatnot, uh, since Kreese is out of the picture. We have Sean Kanan as Mike Barnes returning from Karate Kid Part 3. He was the villain, well, one of the villains, I guess you could say, of Karate Kid Part 3. The the person that Daniel Hudeff fights in Karate Kid Part 3, uh, which in this season, I thought he was pretty cool for the most part. But we didn't really see enough of him to like, I don't know, you know? Um, so I'm waiting for season six. I'm sure he's going to play a bigger part, a bigger role in that season. So, uh, that'll be cool. But for the most part, it's good to see a somewhat familiar face and also see that he has changed over time. So, um, just for an episode, but Robin Lively as Jessica Andrews, the, uh, the love interest of Karate Kid Part 3 comes in and we find out that she is the cousin to Amanda LaRusso, um, which is interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember a whole lot from Karate Kid Part 3 other than, like, the Terry Silver stuff, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see another somewhat familiar face, so I like adding to the, the lore of the show and bringing in these characters that have been in other, other, uh, movies and whatnot, so I like that. Uh, Luis Roberto Guzman, or Guzman, as Hector, the biological father of Miguel, that's, Miguel kind of runs into in the first two episodes and finds out he is definitely not a good guy just like his mom said and that moment where he's like calling his mom and it's just like you were right and he was just like crying and stuff and then johnny shows up and ah uh, that whole moment had me in tears but um yeah i don't think hector ever found out that he, miguel was actually his son because he was swiping through his pictures and stopped looking when uh the picture with carmen and rosa showed up so don't think he knows but it's a possibility for the future uh, and then the last person I wanted to mention here isn't necessarily like a main cast member or isn't a main character or anything like that, but it's Logan Coffrey. Coffrey? No, Coffee. Logan Coffee as Teenage Johnny. And in this show, they actually do a, like a deep fake DH Johnny Lawrence in this kind of sequence with Crease in prison where he's seeing different people from his past. And it looked pretty good for the most part. I mean,. Deepfake technology still isn't at, like, the peak of what it can be, so it still looks a little off, but for the most part, I thought it looked really good and doesn't last long enough. It's not like he's a main character like Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian, 
But um, yeah, kind of just a little interesting thing to see there. So I just wanted to mention that. But uh, characters that do play a bigger part in this season are uh, are Paul Walter Hauser as Raymond Stingray, uh, Dallas Depper Young as Kenny Payne, which he already had a pretty big role in the last season, but um, even more so here. And then Una O'Brien as Devin Lee, who plays a really big a really big part here. Um, Griffin Santa Petro, hopefully I'm saying that right, as Anthony LaRusso. Not a huge part in this uh, this season, but still amongst the, the main child cast. And then obviously Yuji Okamoto as Chosen plays a really big part in this season. And I don't know if I necessarily love how they handled this character. They kind of handled it like Wong and Doctor Strange, just making him really jokey, almost kind of seemed like an idiot at times. So I don't necessarily love the writing that they did for him, but I still love seeing Chosen here. There's even a moment where he was like on the dance floor dancing, and I was like, oh my god, that's the new Zemo dancing. But uh, yeah, I mean, Chosen's fun in this season, but I think they should have taken this character a little more seriously. Um, let me see here. Carmen, she's freaking pregnant. That's crazy. So I'm assuming by the next season, we'll actually see her, you know, probably won't see her give birth, but, you know, we'll know that she gave birth and... We'll see the baby and whatnot. So that'll be cool. Um, I was very excited. I called in immediately because, like, uh, Miguel was making them food. It didn't look very good. didn't look appetizing. She went to go throw up. I was just like, all right, the food can't be that bad. So she's probably pregnant. And she was. Um, oh, yeah. Chosen was watching 90 Day Fiance. That's the funniest shit. But at the same time, it kind of dates your show a little bit. But I thought it was fucking hilarious to just see him watching that show. It is so funny. Um, Robbie and and uh, and Miguel work out their differences, so that's cool. I they literally fought it out, and by the end of it, I was just like, "Fucking finally!" It's been four and a half seasons of you guys just fucking hating each other for really just over a girl, and also you know the whole backbreaking thing. But that was an accident, and I was happy to see them get over it and kind of become buddies. And now uh, Johnny has his boys you know he has basically two sons and another kid on the way and they're actually happy for him and oh that that hit me so hard I was just like oh I'm so happy that they're happy for him and Robbie isn't still on this path of like being like oh you better not screw up the way you did with me there was even a moment in there where uh Johnny was talking to Miguel and Robbie comes up and he's like so that's what uh father fatherly advice looks like and he's like come on Robbie I was just talking he's like I'm just kidding dude um, I don't know. So it's shit like that that makes me really happy to just see the character development and see the growth and see that some of these characters aren't just fucking meatheads at this point and just fucking angry and all that, you know? I'm happy to see them actually be normal fucking human beings for once. So, yeah, I appreciate that shit. Um, let's me see here. Chosen infiltrates Cobra Kai for a bit, ends up getting uh, found out by Terry Silver, but he takes out a bunch of his recruits. Um, oh yeah, when Mike Barnes showed up, I was like, hell yeah, Mike fucking Barnes. And then Daniel was literally like, Mike fucking Barnes. And I think that might have been maybe the first time we heard Daniel drop the F-bomb in the show. It could be wrong, but uh, he's at least pointing the middle finger at that uh, billboard at Tom Cole before, so... Uh, let me see here. I mean, there's a lot of notes I have here. Um, let me see. I already said that Terry's a straight-up Bond villain in this season. He definitely is. Um, 
Let me see. Kreese doesn't show up until about halfway through the season. Looks like he dies. He gets stabbed to death, but he actually does basically a prison break, which is insane. So obviously that's going to be the big thing in the next season. Oh God, Kreese is back. He broke himself out of jail. Um, so that'll be interesting. And now Terry is in jail now. He got arrested, which there was a line where the cops like, oh, his, his lawyers are going to be very busy. And I think there was a line earlier in the season where we found out that Terry Silver is actually his own lawyer. I could be wrong, but that was ironic. Um, I thought Terry fucking chose, chose. I thought Terry fucking killed Chosen for a minute there with the samurai sword. We literally get a samurai sword and I, I don't know necessarily what you call them, but those like kind of Japanese looking knives, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I, it, it was crazy to see the fight between Terry and Chosen literally using blades and Chosen gets like slashed and whatnot. I literally thought he was dead for a minute there. And I was like, this is the craziest fucking episode, the craziest fucking season of Cobra Kai. By that final episode, I was just like, because leading up to it, I was like, this this season's pretty crazy, but I mean, we've gotten crazy stuff before. And by this episode, I mean, the dude's finger literally gets cut off. Like, this is the craziest fucking season of Cobra Kai. Craziest fucking season. Craziest fucking episode, honestly. That finale was probably the best finale of all Cobra Kai, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the part where it felt like Mortal Kombat, where you got people's fucking limbs being cut off, fighting with samurai swords and whatnot, and just... It was crazy as fuck, that's for sure. Then you get this whole fight in the, in Cobra Kai. They upload the video of Terry Silver talking to Tori about rigging the match and bribing the refs. So all the students know about it now. Kenny leaves. Um, a lot of the, the students leave, actually. Um, and on their way out, they're, like, throwing their, their clothes and whatnot, their Cobra Kai merch, onto Terry as he's on the ground in a pile of glass after he had a really cool fucking fight with Daniel LaRusso. That was probably one of the best fights from the season, and we got a lot of really good fights this season. So, yeah, I mean, the the stunt work in the show, amazing. The fight choreography, all that kind of stuff, I, I really do like this in the show, especially the more it goes on, the, the more they put into it, and the more the actors put into it with the training. So some of these characters can actually fucking throw, or not characters, but some of these actors can actually fucking throw down, so... That shit's cool. Um, yeah, uh, Stingray, towards the end of the season, says, like, oh, yeah, my testimony was a lie because I was under great duress or whatever. So Terry's off to, to uh, prison or whatever. Uh, we'll see when he shows up, up again. I'm sure he will. I'm sure they have at least, like, three, four, possibly even five seasons left in them. So if we get to a season 10 of Cobra Kai, that's going to be insane. But, uh, yeah, at that point... Has it gone on too long? I don't know. But let me see if I have anything else I want to say. I don't really think so. I mean, other than that Miyagi Fang or whatever you want to call it at this point, it's going to end up in the terminate, ter tournament. Yeah, terminant. I was. <laughs> I can't talk, apparently. Uh, they're going to be able to fight in the tournament along with Cobra Kai. They're going to fight each other and whatnot, so... Uh, which, by the way, I don't really know how that's going to work now since, like, a lot of students left and they don't really have their sensei anymore. I mean, is Kreese going to come in and they're going to have students? I don't know. I, I have a feeling Tori will probably end up joining Cobra Kai again if Kreese shows up as the sensei, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Uh, let me see. I think that's about all I have to say. Pretty much. I mean... There's other crazy things I could talk about, but I, I pretty much covered the, the craziness 
uh, the craziest stuff, I should say. So there's my review slash uh, breakdown kind of of Cobra Kai Season 5. What did you think? Comment down below. Tell me, did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Please do not post any spoilers. No comments about spoilers whatsoever because there are people that might be watching this who watch the spoiler or non-spoiler segment. So please do not be a dick. Uh, thank you all for watching. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will be back in the next video to review She-Hulk episode 5, I think. Pretty sure episode 5. So see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. I will see you in the next episode where I should be reviewing, uh, what were the movies again? Uh, the Woman King. Uh, what was the other one? Shoot, I'm starting to forget. Usually this at the end of the episode is when I'm a little loosey-goosey because people typically aren't listening at this point. But yeah, it should be The Woman King. Uh, Pearl, there we go. Pearl, the prequel to X, which came out earlier this year and She-Hulk, episode five. So those will be the reviews for the next episode. As for the one after that, um, trying to think of what comes out. I think it's Don't Worry, Darling, and She-Hulk, episode six, obviously. And I'll have to come up with one other thing to watch. I'm not sure yet. Um, only have one other day off this week. I was off on Monday and did not have the opportunity to watch anything. So, yeah... I'll have to come up with one more thing to review and just kind of fill the gaps and whatnot. So, yeah. As for the next episode, Woman King, Pearl, and She-Hulk episode 5. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Culture Podcast. Link in the bio of my Instagram will take you to my YouTube channel. Or you can find my website, my Tee Public store, all that fun stuff. So, definitely go check that out. And, uh... Yeah, I'll see you in the next one.